Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, but still on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com for all the latest takeaways without a paywall. And the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network our friend Louis Peters, we've mentioned him before. He works for State Farm, an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the U.S. More than 60 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. Access 24-7. Walk in, call in, click in. Go to lewispeters.com. Again, that's L-U-I-S peters.com. Big Heat fan, big Dolphin fan. We see him out of training camp with the Dolphins all the time. And he'll work with you individually because it's personalized service tailored to each customer. There are no cookie cutter solutions in insurance. And he's got everything available there over at State Farm. So 305-275-5585, 305-275-5585, or Lewis Peters, that's L-U-I-S, peters.com. And now, today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. This is going to be a shorter episode today, but um, this is kind of an episode that is built out of optimism and good things that have happened over the past couple of games. As the Heat have beaten both the Warriors and the Kings, they avenged two losses on the West Coast trip, and they actually got a chance to play Portland now to sweep a season series. Kind of weird that you know they went out West, played these three teams, and now they're going to play them again. In, in the meantime, though, they're going to play Indiana first on the road on Friday. We'll have all your coverage on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, and then it will be here as well on the podcast feeds. But what we're going to get into are the two shots, and we're going to play off the two shots that basically killed those two games uh, in a good way. Uh, the first was Jimmy Butler's shot in a game that Tyler Hero was out for the second half because of an eye injury. And Jimmy Butler made a shot. It was not a game winner, but it was a dagger. And then against Sacramento the very next night with Jimmy Butler sitting because of a hip injury, which is going to keep him out of the next game in Indiana as well. He did not travel. Yurtsevin did not travel. Oladipo did not travel. Jovic did not travel. So those are four guys that will not be available to the Heat. We also know, and I'm going to mention this real quick because I mentioned this on off the floor. Don't expect Oladipo for a little while. We're going to do our own episode on this, a full episode, but I reported on off the floor that the Heat are saying weeks behind the scenes, not months, but weeks um, as in plural. And so I would not anticipate seeing Oladipo pretty much any time in November. That would be my estimation of the situation because of the injury to his other knee, uh, which is more of a maintenance injury. From what I hear, it's more of a pain tolerance issue. But this is the kind of thing that happens, you know, when you're overcompensating for previous injuries and previous surgeries to other joints. So anyway, no Jimmy Butler in the last game and Tyler Hero with a kill shot, right? Like he makes the shot at the end of the game to win it. 
The NBA has ruled actually Tyler traveled on that play and it shouldn't have counted, but we're not going to discuss that. I feel like they owe the heat about 20 of those because the Max Struess call uh, in the playoffs against Boston. But what I'm going to get into here is Brady like hit it on the head here in his film breakdown. It was the same damn play, right? Let's start there and then we'll get into why it seems so difficult for these things to happen when the Heat's core players are all playing together. It always seems like somebody has to be out to have a good outcome at the end of the game. What was the play that was run for Jimmy and for Hero and how similar were they in the two games? Yeah, you hit on it with with obviously uh, Tyler being out the first game and Jimmy the second game because they basically placed them in the exact role uh, in both games. And it's in the exact same lineup. Uh, They're playing with Gabe, uh, Kyle, Max, uh, and Bam. That's kind of the five-man group that they're playing with. And the play was basically, obviously, the first night is to send in kind of an inverted pick and roll and have Gabe come set the screen just because they want to try to get that type of switch and matchup. In the Warriors game, uh, they didn't allow that. Like, they kind of fought over and allowed, kind of did like a show and recover. But even when that's the case, like, Clay's late to the spot, and now he's kind of in his area in the mid-range. He pump fakes, he leans, uh, kind of pauses, leans, and hits the bucket. And it was the exact same spacing in general. It's, it's Kyle Lowry on the strong side that you can't really help off too much because they're going to be willing to kick that out. And on the opposite side, you have Max sitting there next to, to Bam, who's in the dunker spot, because if you want to help off one of those two, Bam's going to get in the screening position, the hammer screen, and they're going to give Max Struess a good look. And we know with what Max Struess has been doing, he's not going to be afraid to take that shot. So uh, basically, the, everybody's kind of glued to their guy. Now he get, you get in a one-on-one matchup. And I think when you have Jimmy Butler in that spot, uh, you trust it. And obviously the next game, Tyler Hero's in that spot, and Gabe comes in screens. This time around, they didn't show in recovery. It was just a straight up switch. Like Davion Mitchell, who was doing a very good job. Like he is a very, very good on ball defender. Uh, they get the matchup they want. I think it was Terrence Davis that ends up switching on to him. And Tyler, travel or not, it's the bucket, just a tough bucket in general. Uh, but it, it does create, and I know that's where you're kind of getting at here, is it creates a little bit of an interesting perspective that if Tyler Hero's in in the first game, I think you could still get away with it, that same play. If Jimmy Butler's in against the Kings, do things look different? Like, that's my question. Maybe you're not in that spot if Jimmy Butler's in the game, specifically in the Kings game. But if that was the case on that final possession, are they running that same play? I'm not as confident. That's not to say that they want Jimmy taking every last shot because I think Tyler should be the guy, a closer in a lot of games of the regular season. But the spacing looks a lot different because you can't run that same possession as they do when they're switching out Jimmy and Tyler. Okay, so let's go to the first game now. Like, okay, if Tyler is playing... Who do you think is off the floor there, Gabe? I think it depends on the game. Yeah, I'd probably lead Gabe, but he has, it's hard because he's looked good in fourth quarters. Like, he really has, but you need the shooting. You, you're not benching Kyle, you're not benching Bam, so it probably uh, has to be Gabe. And I think some nights you're kind of making a decision that that Gabe or, or Max or Kyle, like, it's obviously that's the easy answer there, but, like, Gabe should have a shot. Like, there's six potential closers, in my opinion. All right, so now let's go to the Sacramento game. If Jimmy is playing and they're in that same spot, like you said, if Jimmy was playing, they might not have been in that same spot because they might have won the game more easily, right? But if Jimmy is playing and they're in that same spot, who's off the floor there? Is it also Gabe? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Because you could still run the same actions because Kyle would just have to be the screener. Like, I feel like that's just the one difference. Okay, so now let's take a positive and let's spin it a little negatively here, okay? The positive is the Heat made plays at the end of both of those games to win and in some ways kind of salvage the start of their season. They're now four and five. They get a win in Indiana. 
we kind of thought they'd be five and five, six and four after 10 games. So they're not that far off track. They've got the big win against Golden State to kind of counter a couple of the bad losses. And, you know, you're like, okay, we can move from here, right? If you're an organization, like, you know, things have settled a little bit. I think the win against Golden State was absolutely critical for this team's confidence early in the season because I think things could have really spiraled out of control if they lose that game, right? And especially if they lose, then if they lose against Sacramento. But let's spin it the other direction. We're not going to see Jimmy in Indiana, okay? But we are going to have to see Hero and Jimmy play together at the end of games with Kyle and with Bam. And what we have seen consistently now since this group has been put together is that when they're all playing together, it doesn't seem to work very well, particularly in crunch time. Like we can talk about the numbers in other situations, but this has not been a good crunch time team. And one of the reasons has been, okay, who has got the ball in those situations? Who's playing off of who? And it has often seemed like they take turns. And Tyler, who is supposed to be the buffer in some ways between Jimmy and Bam, because we know that Jimmy and Bam kind of need that because they're not a natural top two in terms of their offensive, uh, you know, sort of repertoires that Kyle Tyler's not a perfect fit there because he's, he's not as much of a catch and shoot player. You're not running him off a million screens like you are with Duncan, who does create the space for the two of them, but is not probably going to play in a lot of those situations or even with max. Can this work with them all playing together? Or, or is it just true that like you really only need, you really almost need one of them to be off the floor. I definitely think it can work. The thing is, I just don't think they can do the same things that they're already doing. Like you use the phrase taking turns. And that was kind of the thing I was going to throw out there. I think that's probably the most important thing here because when it's one of the two, they don't take turns. They know the guy they're going to, they know the actions they're running. They know the roles that they're playing. When it's both of them playing, uh, it is, they are taking turns. Like it's just one or the other kind of going into uh, a two man action or one of them sitting off ball and kind of planted. Like there's not, this guy's screening, this guy's moving, this guy's going to set a hammer screen and you know where everything's at. Now it's like, okay, what possession am I going to take this turn? What time am I going to take this bucket? Uh, and it's one thing because it's funny because we see Jimmy like on, on Instagram, like supporting it and saying back-to-back uh, with back-to-back game clinchers or whatever. But it's one thing to like, so we know that I, I'm not saying as an off the court thing because I think they support each other, but it's more of like being able to realize the roles on the court. Like that's what this all comes down to. It's not about like, Oh, he wants the moment he's going to do this. It's just about roles here. Like that's all they're coming down to. Uh, and it's funny because I felt like we had so many late game offensive pods we did last season because it was felt like every game they would just kind of crumble, which I know we we're leaning negative, but like the fact that we're not at that point right now, like the fact that the, it's flipped where they're actually winning games late instead of crumbling is a good sign. But like you're saying, is it, would it be the same thing with both of them playing? And I feel like that's the thing we're going to have to figure out. But the thing I keep coming back to is, like I said, they just can't run these same things. Like, I just don't think you're, go- you're just going to live and die by Jimmy or Tyler ISO ball at the end of games. Like, when they're running actions in the fourth quarter, everything looks great. That's what they did so well last night against the Kings. Like, they're running bam post splits, and he's hitting Gabe back door in the clutch. Then you have Kyle getting two feet in the paint, kicking out to Max for three. Like, they're not getting away from their offense. So, I don't think it's as much of, of them not be able to fit. It just feels like when they both play, they get away from their normal actions. And it's just kind of like, I'm going to make this play. I'm going to make this play. So we'll see how it goes, I guess, the rest of the season and, and how it'll develop. But it's not a bad thing. That at least this team has two potential closers. Like, that's the way I characterize it. Like, I think this is a better spot in terms of Spo and having to figure out how to utilize them than saying, we don't know who to go to with 10 seconds left in the game. Like, they have two guys that they can absolutely go to. 
And of course, some people want them to go to BAM more often. And, and sometimes right. with the actions with BAM are their most effective, whether it's the pick and roll with Hero or whether it's uh, the DHO with Duncan or, or Max or some of the others. And when we come back, I want to get into Kyle Lowry's role in this. Um, I've been hard on Kyle for the start of his season. He has performed better of late. There's no question about that, particularly starting with the fourth quarter against Golden State and then the full game against Sacramento. And we talked a lot last year about how they needed him to organize things down the stretch. But will he get the opportunity to do that when you've got Hero in there, which Kyle's talked about that specifically, that Tyler's going to have the ball in his hands more often, uh, and also with Jimmy uh, altogether, plus Bam and whoever else. We'll talk about that in a second. We do want to talk about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's one of our more colorful sponsors. He's also uh, the guy who can get you your money. It's Eric Rubenstein. Follow him at Ask About Me. I Got You on Instagram. Give him a call at 954-829-ERIC. That's E-R-I-C, not the Spolster way, the usual way, 954-829-ERIC. Go to ericrubenstein.com. Graduated St. Thomas, magna cum laude. Okay, uh, he was president of the Student Bar Association. He knows what he's doing, and he will get you your money. Okay, so any kind of issue you've got, car accident, slip and fall, medical malpractice, Eric will take care of it. You'll also probably end up talking a little ball with him because we see him at the Heat Games all the time. So check him out, ericrubenstein.com, 954-829-ERIC. Also wanted to mention our product code 5RSN. You use that for 25% off. That's the number 5RSN, 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. All your premium CBD, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, and also manscaped.com. Use that code 5RSN for all your grooming products, including the cologne, the razors, and more. Your balls and your body will thank you. 20% off at manscaped.com with 5RSN. So what is Kyle's role in all of this? Yeah, you hit on the, the needing the ball in his hands for Tyler because I think that is his role. I've come back on the stuff that uh, he, off ball is kind of where he needs to land a lot of the time. Like it's one thing to organize things, but the thing about Kyle is when he's at his best, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to organize things, to be honest. Like looking at last night specifically, uh, he had energy, like he had energy, he was scoring well, but even late in the game, he, I think he ended up with 22 and 17 came in the first 15 minutes. So he wasn't doing a lot scoring wise the rest of the game, but he was kind of keeping the energy up his screening back door. Uh, he got like a really, as I talked about those post slits, they're running for Bam. Like he got an easy bucket for Caleb at that point because he just ran a back screen. Like the, the, when he's moving off ball and doing that type of stuff and absolutely, and actually just hitting catch and shoot threes, it's not hard to plug them into spots. Um, and when you brought up Kyle, I was looking at some fourth quarter numbers earlier today. Um, it was some things were interesting. Like obviously Bam being super high in minutes, he's leading the team in scoring maybe 50 in the second place is hero with 39. Some of that is minutes. Like he almost played double heroes minutes in the fourth quarter so far this season. Uh, so that was an interesting thing. Tyler shooting 68% from the field in the fourth quarter is an interesting thing that I think they trust him in those spots. And then there was the thing when you slowly go down this list, and you land a Kyle Lowry. And I, I don't mean to go in this direction because I think he's been very good as of late, especially yesterday. But 5 of 22, he's shooting 23% in the fourth quarter. Like, that was where the issue was early in the season. Like, that can't continue. Um, if he's able to kind of just be in the average area of shooting-wise, then he could be used as an off-ball player. But if he's shooting 23% uh, in fourth quarters for long periods of the season, then we're having a totally different story, which I don't think will be the case. I think we're going to see things level out in general. Uh, but that's where I can come down on it. I think... He's not going to be uh, – the things haven't gone well when they kind of rotate to the Kyle Bam pick and roll late in games. And that was what was happening in a couple of those games during the season. I kept harping on that. It's like you go to the Tyler Bam pick and roll all game and it just absolutely just 
kills teams. Like you can't really stop it. And then it's five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Tyler's sitting on the left wing and Kyle's running a pick and roll for Bam that usually doesn't go many places if Kyle's not taking the pull up. So uh, if he's in the right role off the ball, shooting well, I think he could very well be utilized, especially when he's kind of organizing things like he did against the Kings. Well, this is a Spolstra thing in a lot of ways is that he has typically gotten away from stuff he does throughout the game at the end of games. But then again, he just ran the same play two times in a row for, again, game clincher and game winner. So I don't want to be overly critical here, but you are right in the fact that this has been historically in the 15 years that or whatever we're at now, what are we at? Yeah, basically 14 years that Eric has coached this team. Um, it doesn't look the same in the last three minutes. Uh, he will go to different actions. And, and I understand that you, you have to adjust to what the other team is going to try to take away. But I'm with you that the BAM hero uh, pick and roll seems like the hardest thing to take away on this team. I mean, you, you are not – if BAM is rolling to the basket, uh, you're not doing anything with that, really. And Tyler, you know, will make good decisions in it most of the time, but mostly it's about his connection specifically with BAM. Um, but you're right. Then it, a lot of times it becomes either Kyle at the top or Kyle in the corner, Jimmy at the top, um, or Hero sort of trying to create for himself, none of those are as good options as engaging Hero and Bam and the pick and roll together. And, and I do think this is a conversation we're going to keep having over the course of the season because, I, look, Kyle hit on it, okay, in an interview he did where he talked about, you know, Tyler, where we're trying to get Tyler more, you know, Tyler's going to touch the ball more. There, This is a natural gravitational pull towards Tyler in particular – and to a certain degree, Bam, but more so Tyler, because he's, as we know, is more of the type A personality than Bam um, about shots and things like that. And, and there's criticism of both of them for different reasons, right? That Tyler doesn't involve others enough at times, but Bam doesn't involve himself enough. But as that gravitational pull towards their two younger players continues, how much are Kyle and Jimmy going to let go, particularly because of their combination? So I'm curious to see how this works. You really need at the end of games, you need four or five guys connected, not just defensively where I believe Miami will be, but offensively. And you got to know where you're going. You got to know what, what your sort of default options are, what your backup options are, um, who are the shooters that you can trust, who's going to be in the right spot. So let me, let's close with this. And we thank our sponsors, lewispeters.com. Uh, ericrubenstein.com, personal injury attorney, and also 5RSN, uh, our code for Manscaped and Therapist Preferred. Who is the wild card in their late game situations? Because, okay, if we're talking about Bam's going to be out there, Jimmy, again, if everybody's healthy, Bam, Jimmy, Kyle's going to be out there, okay, regardless of what some Heat fans think about that. Tyler's going to be out there most nights, although there will be nights, I think, that if he's not defending, I do think he's getting hunted. I do think Spolster will put him on the bench. But let's just say it's those four. So is the fifth Struess now? Is the fifth Gabe? Is the fifth Caleb at times? I think it's Max. I think he's kind of shown that he can hit big shots in general. And I think the what, what matches those four guys that you just named better than anything, and we could have the argument that maybe that's perimeter defense with Gabe. I think the offensive side of the ball with them, we kept saying in the offseason leading offense, you have to go to Max, especially with the way he's playing right now. Uh, that that has to be be the guy. But I think Gabe is a wild card. Like when you said the word wild card, I thought of Gabe because uh, just the different things they can do. Like it's not a coincidence that they're using him in two straight games to kind of lead, like lead to a game-clinching play that they're utilizing him in that way because teams are going to put uh, – if Max is on the floor, they're going to put that type of defender on him. They're going to try uh, to most of the time put the smaller guy on him and they're going to try to get that switch. So 
he could be utilized in that way. But I, the reason I kind of push back and I lean Max is because they're going to end up putting that smaller guy on Kyle inevitably. And then you can just utilize him in that way. So that's kind of the reason I think about that, about that from an offensive perspective. But when you say wild card late in games, I, we haven't didn't touch on Bam enough, <laughs> like, because he is the wild card late in games. He's the guy that if you want to get a bucket because the guy that's guarding him is just slower and, and can't guard him in that way and gets pulled away from the rim. And all of a sudden they have to sub this guy out because he can't slow this team down. Uh, he's the wild card. He's what opens everything up to allow uh, Jimmy and Tyler play together because then all of a sudden you have three really elite options and that do three totally different things, like totally different things at the end of games. Uh, And speaking of those numbers before, uh, like I said, Bam's at 50 points leading the team in the fourth quarter. And like I said, it is high minutes, but he's also shooting 58%. Uh, Going back and thinking about games, he's attacking late games. He's getting to the basket. I thought he's created in the last two games, like very good offense for this team late. Uh, he, he looks like he's just looking at the rim. So if he's looking at the rim late in games, he's their wild card. And if he's looking at the rim and he's also hitting that mid-range that he's been hitting, then he's really the wild card because I just don't know how you deal with all that. But it just has to consistently be there, like you said before, when all three of them are playing. When he's maybe in the, and offensively the third option and not the second option on a specific night, can he still get to those same spots on the same number of attempts? Well, it is worth watching. We won't get to see them all together in Indiana because, again, Jimmy is not making the trip. We do anticipate Jimmy's going to be back uh, reasonably soon, perhaps as soon as the Portland game uh, coming up on Monday at home, but just basically staying back uh, to to essentially treat it and and not take the flight, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, We will continue to update you on Oladipo, on Yurtsevin. I'm still trying to get more information on that one. We haven't seen him. Although Dwayne Dedman's made a little bit of a resurgence lately. So, I mean, who knows how that's this, how that's going to play out. Every time we count somebody out on this team, they tend to come back. And we've seen that with Duncan this year. Thanks to Brady. Again, thanks to our sponsors, LouisPeters.com, Louis, EricRubenstein.com, and, of course, Manscaped, and also TherapistPreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.